You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about the smiths strange ways here we come on the line i have rob no and kyle that was pretty good rob strange ways here we come is the fourth and final studio album by the english rock band the smiths it was released on the 28th of september 1987 by rough trade records the producer was johnny marr morrissey and stephen street the genre is alternative rock and indie pop and i'm gonna read from the book chris shade After signing to EMI, Strange Ways Here We Come was uh, recorded to fulfill a contractual obligation to UK indie label Rough Trade. However, disagreements concerning management and career direction were fracturing the creative partnership of Morrissey and Marr. Morrissey's Irish roots are explored on ferocious war cry, a rush, and a push, uh, while Marr's crunchy glam guitar on I I Started Something anticipates Morrissey's future solo work with Mick Ronson. Other highlights include the jolly sing-along Unhappy Birthday, the self-parodying Stop Me If You Think You've Heard This One Before, and the dramatic Last Night I Dreamed That Someone Loved Me. Its harrowing extended introduction underpins by foreboding piano and rioting crowds. Paint a vulgar picture with its bitter refrain of reissue repackage seems rather ironic in light of the endless Smiths and Morrissey compilations released since. The album closer, I Won't Share You, allegedly reduced drummer Mike Joyce to tears. Girlfriend in a Coma, a classic example of Morrissey's abrasive wit, was released as a single in the same week that the Smiths announced their demise. Amid the drama, the parent album was rather overlooked, which is a shame, although less highly regarded than the previous two albums, it remains a noble epitaph to one of Britain's greatest bands. All right, what do we think of The Smiths? Strange Ways, well, here we come. Since you brought it up, I was actually going to ask if Morrissey had been reissuing his actual catalog as opposed to best ofs. Because there's a there's a there's a little bit of a difference between what the Smiths had done with their reissues and their reissues and their reissues versus a best of compilation. That's not I I, I don't I don't think that's in the same category. Mm-hmm. Has Morrissey been reissuing his earlier work onto all formats? Uh, yeah, there's a, a bit of uh, reissues that that he's done for sure. Then yeah, that song's a incredibly ironic yeah it was also one of the most blistering like uh, lyrically of, of of the songs on the record which i i guess irony is the thing we already used but yeah i, I found that to be like <laughs> a little funny but like also like yeah i get it I get it you know yeah 
Um, but no, to rewind all this back, uh, this is my favorite of the really? stuff that we've covered. No, wow. Rob, no. Wow. Rob? Yes. No, yeah, th- Rob? Th- 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 this one. This Your one favorite? Got, this got under my skin, man, in the way that the other two that we covered hadn't. That's like, interesting. I, I, I think this, this is a much better, like, I think sound-wise, like, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a fuller sound. Like, it, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a fully realized thing. And yeah, like, uh, Johnny Marr, is that, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, like, he's, he's just, he's come into his fucking own. Like, th- this is, th- this is, this is peak a guy who is just, like, printing off ideas, like, like it was just a uh, like a fucking photocopier. I know that's a, a bad analogy, but no, like he's just like I have all these fucking ideas. Here we go. Like he he's he's listening to the White Album, being like, well, yeah, we should probably do something like this. And then like, yeah, like every fuck everything sticks, man. He, he has all these fucking ideas, and it's all like every one of them fucking hit. Like the I I, I can't fault anything uh, musically. Except for I think uh, unhappy birthday. Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> I knew that was lyrically. Crazy. I fucking love it. Musically, I wasn't that into it, but everything else, I'm fucking on. Yeah, that was the one. That's the one that sticks with me. It's like the frankly Mister Shankly of uh, yeah. the Queen is dead. It's like ah, uh, really? I'm not sure about this one. Uh, yeah, this money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I don't dislike. I don't. I don't know if I've ever disliked a Smith song entirely, but it's it's just the when it stands up right after uh, "Girlfriend in a Coma." Stop me if you think you've heard this one before. Last night I dreamed someone would love me, and then it's "Unhappy Birthday," and you're like, oh. And then "Pain of Volker Picture," you know, it, it it's definitely in a place where you know you're you're standing by giants, and it's just going to be overshadowed for sure. A good album. I was actually really surprised this would be in here. I, I to be honest, I surprised too. I thought Meet Is Murder and uh, Queen Is Dead would be the the two Smiths. Maybe even the self titled something like that. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. I'm just kind of surprised that this one's it's skewed in a in a way that you know this this comes up because it didn't get a ton of you know play other than Girlfriend in a Coma. And yeah. it just, I don't know if it's ever on people's sort of like best of Smith's albums. It's really, not. yeah. It just seems like it's one of those albums that, you know, people like, <laughs> but, but obviously you like it. Yeah. No, it's funny. Cause um, yeah, we, we talked about this a long time ago, but like when I was in high school, I just had like, um, like the Smith singles mm-hmm. and then I had uh queen is dead. And uh, I, you know, had never heard this record. I heard the singles off of it, of course, and I liked a lot of it, but yeah, compared to their other records, this is, I don't know if this should be in the book. Yeah. But Rob likes it. I don't. Yeah. That's great. I I disagree. No, I'm just saying, I I feel like, why is this your favorite? Is it the production? Is it just the guitar? Yeah. yeah, um, Production wise, I find it leaps and bounds above the queen is dead and uh meet us murder hmm. um i think it 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 sounds better uh it's it's more it's more dialed in pro- pro- production wise and it's everybody kind of like punching above their weight even if they know it's kind of done like okay. 
if you know you're about to fucking like break up with like your your band, but you have to do this record, mm-hmm. kind of a theme this week, huh? Yeah, a little bit to go out and do this much with it. I mean, th- 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 this isn't Husker do like throwing down 70 minutes of kind of like a similar vibe. All of these songs are like individual little statements. Like Johnny Marr is fucking yeah. putting his fucking like heart and soul into this shit. And Morrissey's lyrics are fucking rad, man. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, they, they said that Marr felt that the band had already entered sort of like a new musical phase. He was trying to avoid the formula of the sort of jingle jangle sound and started to look for different influences. Like you said before, Beatles white album uh, also looked towards uh, the Walker brothers. Don't know who they are. Uh, yes, you do. You know, Scott Walker, because we covered him two times early there on. There was another brother involved in the Scott Walker series. Yes. Uh, he was famous for the Walker brothers before he uh, did a solo career and, and uh, did his solo albums. Scott no Walker. No shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 did, I, I knew of Scott Walker. I, what I thought you were saying is that Scott Walker also had a brother who was playing on his records. Oh, no, but they were in a band together bef- okay. before his solo okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, maybe you like it because it does include synthesizer, saxophone, you know, string arrangements, keyboards. It's got drum machines. It, it's not just the band. It is there. There is more to the Smiths. And if you're if you think the Smiths are one dimensional in, in this sort of uh, what would you say? Uh, they're just a jangly birdsy throwback, you know, whatever rock band then this does prove that theory wrong because they're obviously branching out. couple of problems that i need you to suss out for me okay but this uh number one is the last smith's record that we covered didn't have their like big ass single on it like i need to be loved just like everyone else says whatever the fuck that's called uh how soon is now how soon is now yeah sure um then i guess we did the queen is dead after that and there was also a, a song off of that that wasn't a single here is my problem, and I am a little bit inebriated, so tell me if I'm being a ding-dong. They're ta- talking to me on the mouth waves of these are the singles off the record. But the problem is this. The Smiths never had singles on their record. They had singles in a separate thing, and then the record was this whole other thing. How mm-hmm. are their singles coming off of this record? which I think are good singles that are actually on the record because they didn't do 45s or whatever. Like what, what's going on here? How, how have they changed their, their format of like, well, we make these songs and then, then we have these singles, but the singles aren't going to be on, on the record because, you know, right. we don't want to bum anybody out by buying a record and a 45. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand the question. They, they just release singles in between their albums. So 
they were just, you know, things like Panic, Ask, those were all singles before this album. Um, and they released those on Louder Than Bombs, which is kind of a singles compilation, uh, 1987, on Rough Trade. I think they also, right before that, they did The World Won't Listen, also on Rough Trade. And I think this the sort of compilations they were doing was to fulfill their contract obligation of how many records they would produce, right? So they had all these singles and they're like, okay, well, we don't want to be in this contract anymore. Let's release uh, an album that's entirely of singles. Great albums, by the way. Louder Than Bombs is amazing. Crazy good. And then, uh, yeah, they released Strange Ways, Here We Come, with uh, Girlfriend in Coma. And I started something I couldn't finish as the singles. But they're on the record. Yeah. Is the is the thing that I'm having an issue they, with. They had singles that were on records. I don't understand what the question did they is. yeah because I, I i literally thought this was like one of those british bands that didn't oh. have singles on records yeah you've you've heard me complain before because i think a lot of their uh more popular songs were not on the records yes you are correct i mean but, it's, it's the same thing with the buzzcocks and yes. the, the same thing with the clash where maybe not the clash but yeah you, you know what i mean like there there was this whole like british mentality of well if they buy the 45 then they're going to be upset if that song's on the like record correct yeah and i Mm -hmm. thought that i thought they were so much into that that like a a song like stop me if you've heard this one before wouldn't exist on this record because it's a single from the record no you know what i mean they still had songs that were you know considered singles from the record i mean it's okay. it's not a here nor there it's just they did both and a lot of the more popular songs well-known songs were then their singles okay so right. then yeah I, the- I mean when you make a single too you can put a little more time into it you're not you know trying struggling to complete an album right so you don't have to constantly think about doing the 10 songs or or whatever it might be because you have one song to focus on and you can really polish that song okay all right yeah i think i understand yep sorry for that long ass diatribe no problem uh a little confused yeah love the stop me if you've think you've heard this one before oh yeah man classic classic song yeah really good uh tracking on this album too, starting with yeah, a agree. rush and a push, uh, and then having that single number four, girlfriend at coma and stop me. If you think you heard this one before number five at the end of side one. So man, Rob, what did you think of girlfriend in a coma? Fucking loved it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I said the juxtaposition of Mars writing and the lyrical darkness is fucking great. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. If for, for his like, at opposite ends of the spectrum of, you know, Johnny Marr and, and Morrissey sort of musically or what they wanted to do with the band. It just seems like they they click so well. It's it's strange. Uh, it was said while they were recording this album, uh, Morrissey would go to bed early because he's a, <laughs> a, t- a teetotaler. And he they would tuck him in with his uh, <laughs> his favorite Sylvia Sylvia Plath anthology. And then the other musicians would stay up and party and cover their favorite uh, Spinal Tap songs in the wee hours oh of the morning. <laughs> be a fly on the wall. I know. Just to, I just want to hear uh, Johnny Marr uh, playing uh, Big Bottom 
<laughs> by Spinal Tap. <laughs> I want to see like Morrissey, like curled up, like furrowing his brow because everyone's all the lads are partying too late. Yeah. From uh, Andre 3000, he said that um, personally wish that he would have written that Smith song last night. I dreamt that somebody loved me. It's a genius song. This girl named Hannah Atlanta turned me on to them because I was telling her that I love the hives and the buzzcocks. And she said, hey, you need to check these guys out on the one song. It's this dude. And he says, last night I dreamt that somebody loved me. Nope. No harm. Just another false alarm. So it's like he had a relationship and then he woke up and was like, damn, it was just a dream. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it really brightened, it. brightened my mood to uh, to hear that Andre 3000 also loved the hives. Yeah. yeah that's, fucking great. That's pretty cool. Of course. of course he does. He's fucking wonderful. Oh, here it is. Yeah. And this is one of the only uh, tracks I think uh, Morris he ever plays on. He plays the piano. Or no, that's on Death of a Disco uh, poor, Dancer. Poor, Sorry. Yeah, Death of a Disco Dancer. This is just, uh, honestly, the opening of this reminded me just a little bit of the opening of Berlin. Um, just with the, the background noise. But yeah, then like it kicking into the uh, the strings, like, damn. Fucking Johnny Marr. What a yeah. fucking genius. What's the band that he did after this? Who, Modest Mouse? <laughs> I have not listened to a single solitary second of Modest Mouse yes, you have. in the history of my life. And I know they're coming up and I know I'm going to go, why didn't anybody tell me about this? And I know for a fact that everyone told me about it. And this is my own fault. But it's crazy. It's crazy. No, I, I had like I knew the name. I just didn't didn't know that this guy was involved yeah and now I mean, I'm, he, I'm really forward. he played with the pretenders the the um you know done session work so and he it's had his royalty own yeah and not an asshole like marcy <laughs> as far as we know <laughs> judas priest shit the guy says i love, I love that mara has been like stop talking about me <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone leave me out of right. your, whatever you're saying <laughs> it was a long time ago uh, yeah yeah uh, der- uh speaking of those two kind of clashing they i mean they, it just kind of turned sour at the end of this they were yeah they were just having issues and you know morrissey wanted to cover like a seal of black song uh like work is a four-letter word and mar was just like I hate that song. Like I didn't join this band to do these cover songs that you want to do. It just seemed like they're in sort of different uh, elements. The funny thing though, is Morrissey's going to, you know, once he becomes a solo artist, I like his work, but he does seem to uh, lean heavily into the guitar players that kind of have a, a, a bit of a Johnny Marr vibe. So yeah, the f- before I ever got like a Smiths record, the first Morrissey album I had was Vox Hall and I. Yeah. Um, because I really like that the more you ignore me, the closer I get, which yep. sounds like the creepiest song of all time now. <laughs> it's Come on. It sounds like an incel anthem now. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It has, I believe that one has one of my favorite Morrissey lines, which is, I'll be in the bar with my head on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you can. No, he's, a, he's an excellent uh, lyricist. He's just a 
a real dickhead. <laughs> He's <laughs> a, 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 a fucking a wiener, man. <laughs> uh, also, at this time, Mar was, he was finding himself, you know, doing a lot of the negotiation contracts, organizing tours and stuff. It wasn't that, you know, Morrissey wasn't, you know, pulling weight um, for some things. It's just that Mar felt like he was doing all the business kind of side of things and keeping the show running, so to speak. And it just, just tired. Of really it. is the worst side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're an artist, you don't want to have to, you know, think about all that stuff and also deal with egos of the band. And no, you're just a drunk. Nobody yeah. wants to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Smiths, uh, didn't know it at the time, but they played their final concert in February 1987 at Northwest Italy's San Remo Festival on a revolving stage. Spandu Ballet and Paul Young were on the bill, too. <laughs> Lovely. Hey. I don't know who Paul Young is, but I do know Spandu. The, the you're right this does add a lot more dynamics um rob right I mean, those Man, like strings and it's fucking cool yeah it, it now that i'm thinking it about it even more i mean i listened to this like three or four times this week and uh, now that i'm thinking about it even more it kind of does make sense in the book because it is showing a bit of a a leap for the for the smiths everybody's flexing like, especially for a break, like, you, you know, Johnny Marr is going to continue doing shit. And you also know Morris is going to continue. Like, it, everyone's just like, see ya, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on this record. Not the best Smiths. Yeah, I still I'd still say Queen is dead is, is uh, yeah, this, but I, agree. I think it's my preferred. But uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I, I will revisit uh, Queen is dead for sure. Can you can you get sad? Next time you're sad. <laughs> It's a sad Kyle, record. That's my secret. I'm always sad. You're really sad? <laughs> that's really sad. <laughs> uh, wonderful. It is a really good recording, though. Super quality. And again, with, uh, just to just be an idiot drunk dick, feel this in your ears, and then think about uh, that Husker Du record. Just dynamically. God damn it, guys. I'm still mad about that Husker Du. Yeah, I'm super into that Husker Du. Husker Du. There's so much more space that can be explored, like, inside of a fucking, just two channels. Just two of them, a left and a right. And this this record does so much more for me. Are you saying Husker Down? I'm I'm, I'm not going to on this record, but I I am saying that this is a really good... This is your favorite. Smith's record. Yeah, kinda. But also it's, cool, it's uh it sound like it it feels nice in the ears. It sounds really good. It's a well produced album. I respect that. Yeah. Produced by them. And good Steve, God. Steven Street, who had worked with Cranberries and Blur. Well So know, late Blur. late later on he does. What had he done anything previous with anybody else? Or it was it was just a dude was like I love the Smiths so much 
yeah, I'm I'm good to work the boards, y'all. <laughs> and he's like fucking like th- he's like thirteen, and then he goes on to do the cranberries and blur. Oh, one of his first in-house engineering was for the Smiths. Heaven knows I'm miserable now. So wow, what yeah. a that's that's wonderful. Yeah, but he did engineer uh, Meet His Murder, uh, and he also did Queen uh, the Queen is Dead before doing Strange Ways. Yeah. So dang, all right, well. He's got his uh, credentials. Yeah. More varied, too. Uh, yeah. On this for paint a bulger picture here. I will say this this album definitely feels more like uh, early Morrissey post-Smiths, except for the guitar, obviously. Still got Johnny Marr guitar, but it does have this, this sort of like vibe that I feel like those early Morrissey albums... Uh, have uh definitely went gold us 500,000 uk really? 100,000 so pretty popular although despite being you know not that pop not that you know well known now i feel like everyone uh kind of overlooks it is this the best selling smith's record in the us mm, under behind like singles and things like that because that's yeah. singles cd I, that was every. That's just everywhere. I mean, um, that's. Oof. I don't think so. I think the Queen is Dead would have outsold this. Oops. Because it it just had more. Um, about about the same five hundred thousand. Good record. Good record. I'm on the Great positive record. for sure. Totally positive. I find this interesting, Rob. That you <laughs> like the Smiths. I don't know why. I find it interesting that I like the Smiths too. I think it's divorcing myself from the smith singles that i know that okay. should exist on other records and here i am listening to a record that has no singles that i know but yeah. i know there are singles on it there are plenty but they're they're all great and and the the, the production's there so yeah i it's really it, it, it's weird to come into it like from a uh an outsider like nah, I, I guess the smiths are good and then like get super like stoked on the record that no Smith fans are really into. I fucking love it though. Complete positive. I would, I would tell everyone who I, I see like, Oh, you like the Smiths? Well, listen to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Total positive for me. Yeah. This is a great record. Far from my favorite though. Like, (sighs) oof. Starts off great. A lot of great songs. I don't want to sound like a wiener here, but um, Rob has bad taste is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Finally, the truth comes out. Ugh. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Guns and Roses' Appetite for Destruction. All right. Thanks, y'all. Girlfriend in a coma, I know, I know, it's really